Hey guys, so before we get started today, I just want to quickly remind you to please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. It helps the podcast so much and you'll also get notifications whenever a new podcast does post. And if you guys are feeling friendly, if you are on iTunes or Apple podcast, is that what it's called? If you want to leave me a short little review or five-star rating, that would be extremely helpful. If you want to keep up with me and more updates and see more content from me, you can follow me on Instagram at livingbreely and send me a DM. I love hearing from you guys. If you're interested in learning more about Pinterest and Pinterest keywords specifically, head to whatever platform you're on and find the episode description. And I have a link there where I will send you a PDF on how to find keywords a la Pinterest. (laughs) All right, so let's get into today's episode. Well, 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 look who is back. So I have to warn you, I am very full. I have started watching this cooking show on Netflix. It's like American barbecue something. (laughs) I should really look at the title. Hold on. Let me see what the title is. It's like American American Barbecue Showdown is the name of it. And I don't know, whenever, this is why I don't like to watch cooking or baking shows because I get hungry. And then I'm like, I want to try making that. And then I look for a recipe and then it just like steamrolls into this whole thing. Um, <laughs> so as I'm watching this barbecue show like I've had dinner already but I'm like watching this and I'm like I need a freaking snack I need something with like barbecue Um, (laughs) I don't know if anyone else gets like that I feel like that's a really that has to be like a psychological thing because I feel like they do that with um like commercials for fast food places like they make the food look extra appetizing so that you are hungry and you want to go eat I don't know if there's any validity to that, but I, your girl's full. Um, I'm going to be on the hunt for some Tums here in a minute. Some peppermint tea. Like I can just already feel it. I also had these. (laughs) This is now a food podcast. We're just going to be talking about food now. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm going to get into my point. But I also got these like Haagen-Dazs ice creams and I thought I don't do dairy a lot. I don't like really keep ice cream or like anything in the house but I was so tempted and I got these like Haagen-Dazs and I thought it was vanilla it was not vanilla it's like this chocolate covered coffee ice cream bars oh my god they're so good but it's definitely coffee so I had like two bites of that because your girl like just needed a little zing before the podcast and I'm hoping it does not keep me up because it's way past the time that I usually like to I don't I only have my one cup of coffee in the morning with which is caffeine and that's pretty much the only caffeine that I have I occasionally have a diet coke but other than that it's just my one cup of coffee so that's where I'm at I'm watching barbecue cooking shows and 
Cleo, can I, can you make up your mind? I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. Sorry for the brief interruption. My dog wanted to make an appearance and I completely forgot my train of thought, but thank goodness for editing. So this week was interesting. Um, Monday, I was not feeling too hot. I didn't feel sick, but I'm sure you guys, has everyone's had those days where you're just like, I don't want to do life. Like I'm just tired and I just want to watch TV and like completely check out. That was me on Monday. And I think it's because I worked on Saturday and Sunday, just a couple of hours, both days. But I am really noticing that I thrive when I take a complete full day off, like at least one day where I am not working, I'm not responding to emails, I'm not like doing anything work related. I feel like I need at least one day. And I know some people don't even like think about it or plan their schedules out like that. I don't know if maybe I'm just like a little neuronic, but I just really need one day of doing nothing. And so I felt like on Sunday night, I couldn't go to sleep. And then I woke, I woke up at 3.33 and I have been waking up at 3.33 multiple times this week in the morning, which I know that there's some like implication to that of like, angels and spirits someone was telling me about it and I'm like I was just annoyed because I had to get up to go pee and I was trying to fall back asleep and I just couldn't fall back asleep and that always like throws me off and like into a tailspin because then my brain just kind of keeps going so yeah Monday was not a great day but Tuesday and Wednesday were good Thursday was good Friday was good and I'm hoping that I can manage my expectations of things a little bit better because I do think that that's an important thing to manage because I think it's pretty silly to set the expectation that you're going to be happy and feeling wonderful and great every single day. I just don't think that that is like a possibility. I think we have to learn to ebb and flow a little bit and I think in some cases having high expectations is a good thing. But then in other places, having just any expectations is not a great thing. And I think for trying to control like feelings and emotions and having expectations that we're going to be happy all the time just is not healthy, at least for me. That's where I'm where I'm at. But yeah, sometimes in life, you just have good days and bad days. And I have to remind myself that they're not permanent, that they're temporary, just like all feelings and emotions. They come and they go. And it's just a weird thing that our human brain does when we get so stuck in a feeling or emotion and we're like, I'm going to feel like this forever. And we kind of, again, have to manage the expectation and, and be realistic that that's probably not the case. Anyway, so my point of this podcast was... I received a comment on my blog earlier this week, and I don't think it was particularly, it was definitely wasn't the worst comment I've ever received, like, or like the worst thing that I've ever read pertaining to my content. I'm not going to read it here. I'm not even going to delete it. You can go find it if that is like something that interests you. But I got this comment on my blog. And I don't typically read every single comment, especially if like I can read the first three words and it's negative. 
I usually skip over it. Like, I'm just like, nope, like, we're not going to go there at all. I also have them filtered, but you know, it's trial and error. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I read a negative comment and it did not feel so great. If you guys have not watched The Social Dilemma yet, go do that there because I, there was a line and I forgot who said it, but they basically alluded to the fact that like, we are meant to receive feedback from like the people in our immediate circle, right? Like our tribe, like it's important for our parents, our siblings, our other tribe members to like us. And if they didn't, then we wouldn't survive because no one could really survive on their own because we didn't have like basic <laughs> like necessities back then. But obviously like things are very different now. And what the person said was like, we're meant to receive feedback from our surroundings and from the people who love us. We're not meant to like absorb all of this feedback about ourselves by hundreds of thousands of people every single day. I honestly don't know how like bigger influencers do it or like celebrities because I personally like mental health wise would not be able to like withstand that. Like I can just tell you that right now. I don't have thick skin in that way. I don't want to have thick skin in that way, way because it also means that everything stays in. And I don't think that's particularly <laughs> healthy either. So I read this comment and again, it wasn't even the worst thing that I've ever read about myself or read about my comment on my content, but it did remind me that first and foremost, the people who are course creators, podcasters, YouTubers, like if you're just in the online space, like you're a creator, you're creating content. Um, and the most important thing is that you create content that you enjoy creating. And if you don't enjoy creating it, there's something out of alignment there. And the way that this comment that I received was structured was basically like, I should be taking orders. Like, I am your waitress. I'm here to take your order and deliver like pieces of content. Or like, I'm Amazon and I'm going to be delivering your Amazon Prime order in two days or two hours or whatever the thing is that they have now. And I just thought it was really interesting because that's not how this should be working. We, I think the YouTube space has kind of, and the YouTubers have kind of created this, I don't even know what to call it, but it's basically that they do things that their audience asks them to do. And it's not necessarily things that they enjoy doing, but they know that they're going to get the likes and the views and the subscribers if they listen to their audience. And I never want to be in a place where I have to create content because my audience is telling me to do something. I think there's a very fine line between being of service and taking orders. I don't even know if it's a fine line. There's a big gap there. <laughs> but there is a way, I think, to be of service and create things that you really do enjoy creating that also helps and supports your audience that you, that they enjoy watching or listening or viewing or, or reading. It doesn't have to be, you know, a podcast or a blog post. 
So I definitely feel really grateful for the people who, you know, listen to my podcast, follow me on Instagram, buy my courses, um, all of that. Like, I definitely feel indebted to those folks, but I also want to make sure that they understand that I'm creating things that I enjoy creating first and foremost. And second, if they like it, if they enjoy it, like that's an added bonus, but it's not my sole purpose in life to make content for people, um, to enjoy and to receive their feedback. I think there's a really big, there's an interesting shift that's happening. I think you, I think, quote unquote, in the old days, because I'm so old, like there were critics and the critics wrote to critique the artists, to critique the actors. But now the critics, I think, are creating and writing content for the audience, for the people reading the blogs or wherever they're, you know, writing these critiques or whatever for like movies and, and plays and shows and all of that. And I think that's such a sad thing because I don't think artists and creatives get better by funneling more energy to how is this going to be perceived versus how do I feel making this piece of art? Like that's what makes art so beautiful. And I'm not saying I'm an artist by any means. I mean, if I can draw a stick figure on a Tuesday, like (laughs) we're doing great. Okay. But I do think that there, I think as human beings, we're just naturally creators in some way. And it doesn't have to be necessarily like the stereotypical artist with like pencils and pens and pottery and all of that. But I do think, you know, there's YouTube, there's video creators, there's photographers, there's people who can build these amazing computers and video games and all of these different things. And so that's their way of creating or building. Um, I think even like entrepreneurs in some way who build and create businesses or create and build businesses, I think those people could also be considered artists as well. So again, I just think we have to be super mindful when we're on these platforms, that a lot of the times the things that we're seeing that people are doing, the videos, the reels, <laughs> the ticky talks, like that is someone's art form. And I think you can really begin to discern the difference between someone who's creating because they just want the likes and they want the clout and they want to go viral and versus the people who are creating because they actually have something to give that's of value and they want to be of service to other people. Um, And they're creating for themselves because it feels good for them as well. Like it feels like an outlet. So, you know, it's just, again, it's a little teeny comment that I read that I, that wasn't even that bad. And, but it really put things into perspective for me of like, okay, I have to create things that I like. And if other people enjoy them, that's just an added bonus. But for the most important thing is that I am having a good time and I'm enjoying myself when I'm writing, when I'm podcasting, when I'm creating courses or whatever it is that I'm doing. And I hope that you can also feel the same way with whatever it is that you're doing. I have been podcasting now for two years and honestly, some podcasts are, I love them and other podcasts I'm like, I could do better. Um, And it's just kind of this like ebb ebb and flow 
that we all kind of have to go through. And just like how I was having a bad day on Monday, it was just one bad day. I knew it wasn't going to last forever. And I think sometimes we have to be mindful of that too. Like the content that we create isn't always going to be the best, but we do have to enjoy some aspect of it or else it becomes really unfulfilling. Okay, that is all that I have for you guys today. I think I kept this pretty succinct and short and I'm very excited about that because you know me, sometimes I can ramble. All right, I will see you guys next week for a new episode. All right, be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you, mean it, bye. Bye.